baby. It's another episode of Play Dresser, the podcast where we truly unravel how people get into the content and talk about how they continue to navigate it. Now, today's guest, who is it? I wonder. A woman of many talents, engineer by day, cosplayer by night. Truly picky about the most minute details to make her craft something she's truly proud of. Painstakingly, she's made Hannah Alexander's Sailor Uranus design and wowed me personally with her dedication to the craft. She travels up and down the East Coast convention circuit and is now looking to broaden her horizons elsewhere. It's a bully of a bolliant cosplay. Come. Hello. Hello, Aboli. How are you? I am great. This is a good old chilling in good old New York City with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you betcha. It's getting chilly up here. I fucking, I hate it. (laughs) Luckily, (laughs) luckily it has not snowed, so it's not like horrendous where everything is just kind of like gray slush on the ground. That's, that's a pure nightmare and... The whole city is just, like, I can't wear anything nice. At that point, I just wear all black. And I'm just like, so be it. All black, waterproof boots. Oh, yeah. Slushing away, you know. Oh, everything. But, yeah. I keep pretending Doc Martens are waterproof boots. But we all know that's not real. So, (laughs) who am I kidding myself? (laughs) 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 But, truly... Aboli, tell us more about yourself in your own words, because I fully just said a lot. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, my name is Aboli. I uh, recently moved to New York City. I was previously a DMV cosplayer. Um, And yeah, I run Abolient Cosplay on Facebook and at Abolstery on Instagram. I do many a cosplay when I have time, and then... um, Otherwise, I just hang out and assist people at shoots. Um, it's, let's see. Yeah, that just about covers it. I've been going to conventions for um, almost 10 years now, I think. Jesus. I started going. Yeah, it, I started going to conventions probably, I think, in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was in high school and uh, my friend Charlene and I, Bananba Cosplay, um discovered that conventions were a thing and you know ever since then it's been it's been fun i love it a lot yeah it's been like a wild time i mean like you could probably attest to it just as much as i can how crazy the past 10 years have felt like in the con scene because things have like truly truly transformed (laughs) like uh yeah i remember the days where to make a cosplay, you really, like, there was no warbler. Like, Mm-mm. there wasn't uh, all these really cool things like cry cuts and all those stuff mm-hmm. to make it easy. It was pretty, uh, I don't know, It w- you really had to get wild creative to try to get uh, your cosplay done. And it was really hard, <laughs> to oh, be honest. It was insane. I feel like... Literally, like, back in the day, like, anytime I thought about, like, making cosplays, I felt like our first material that we ran through was, like, what can we do with cardboard? How can we make this cardboard the one? How can we make it into a sword? Like, (laughs) like, I feel like it wasn't until years later we realized we could pair, like, cardboard and, like, expanding foam together. And, like, expanding foam was not on the map for us yet. (laughs) Not at all. I remember the first time I saw a tutorial for expanding foam was for 
uh, it was actually Nekonami Cosplay's like Nui wig. Yes. Do, you, do you remember what I'm talking I about? I fully remember back in the yeah. day with sparse tutorials and like the one tutorial you saw, everybody knew about it. Oh yeah. She really crushed it with that expanding foam and she like turned it into this like beautiful, beautiful wig. Um, and I, I remember being blown away. I still to this day have not used expanding foam and I still to this day think about that tutorial specifically and only that tutorial. Oh it's yeah. It's crazy. No, for sure. And for those that like, not fully aware of what expanding foam is. So a fun thing about cosplayers is that we use a lot of household items. Half of us, you can either be found at like Michael's or Joanne's. The other half, we will be in Home Depot pretending that we <laughs> know how to renovate a house. And so expanding foam is pretty much the things that insulate pipes, like the same exact things. We use it to make things. And it sounds insane, but the thing is it creates a huge base. And because it foams up and solidifies it's lightweight enough to make like these crazy huge things so if you want to see like this giant mace half the time and somebody's just swinging it around as if it was like nothing it's because it's expanding foam and but like i remember the newy like drill curls tutorial because a lot of people made drill curls the same exact way and everybody was like okay like we do that with newy but the way that um nekonami did it was like she had the same silhouette as the anime and that's literally yeah. what was so game-changing about it. And everybody was like, wait, we can really, really push the envelope on that anime aesthetic in person and at conventions, for sure. Yeah, I remember. And I actually, the way that she created the wig was really cool because it was on a headband, and so you could just kind of throw it on. And I there's a photo of me somewhere at Anime Next, like, so many years ago at this point, wearing the drill curls <laughs> in a Chie costume. <laughs> and it's yeah i it was awesome because it was so light and just like totally blew my mind on what you can do with things that you can just ordinary household objects yeah it's like it's insane and i was just like i wish i was like more crafty and thought it looked just like a bottle and i was like what can i do with you um but like i think I think my, one of my favorite stories comes from Cheryl, actually. Um, she was she was doing something. She was at, like, a con, but, like, her roommates were drinking, and she was like, I need to make something, and I need to make something extremely quick. How do I do it? I need cylinders. And she looks at her, like, roommates drinking just beer cans, <laughs> and she's just like, that'll do. She, wow. she, she tells them <laughs> to, like, they all chug, and she's like, do you guys need these? She's like, they're like, no, we don't need empty beer can she's like sick she grabs them all <laughs> and she like spray paints them in the middle of the night throws oh it on God. her cosplay to debut the next day and i saw her wow. and i was like cheryl you never you don't you didn't have this costume already she's like no and i was like did you make this she's like yeah these are beer cans and i was like stop talking right now <laughs> we have all been there crunching the night before oh my god oh God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I oh please let's actually get into that as a topic. The this idea of con crunching. Would you like to elaborate on it for the most part? Woof. All right, yeah. <laughs> con crunching is basically uh when you're uh you're set to do a cosplay for a convention, whether it's for a group, so you're just doing it kind of for fun, or maybe you've like booked a photo shoot and you have this you need to have this cosplay done by a certain date. And I know for me personally, I procrastinate until about one and a half weeks before the convention and then oh, emergency yeah. start uh collecting supplies and just kinda 
crunching um, the cosplay out and trying to get it done before the deadline is kind of what crunching is. Very common in the cosplay scene. I've done it countless times. It's very, uh, it can get very stressful, but it's also kind of like adrenaline rushy. Oh, both sides of the coin. For sure. And I'm like, it's so insane because it's like for me, like I always feel like I have my cons that I go to that I'm like for sure know that I'm going to go to. Like right now, I have all of 2020 planned out and I know what costumes I'm wearing wow. at each one now. Whoa. Like, like literally, like in my head, planned out pound for pound for pound. Let me wow. tell you, not starting those costumes until two weeks beforehand because of who I am as a person. <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh. Yep. It's so bad. Like I, yeah, my brain likes to marinate for a long time about how I'm going to approach the cosplay. And it kind of like visualizes like, okay, this is the the pattern I'm thinking. This is how I'm going to do the wig. And it'll marinate for way too long. Yeah. And then the, the con is approaching quick and I'm like, oh, I haven't started. I need to, I need to go in now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes it results in me actually not finishing the cosplay on time because I do procrastinate it just too far. Oh, yeah. But then there's, yeah, and then there are times like uh, MAGFest last year when I was crunching until the morning of, finished it. I will say I finished it. Um, and, yeah, it's a time. Oh, it's, it's always insane. Like, it's funny because it's, like, finishing it in the hotel room is, like, not even, like, that crazy. I feel like this is something that everybody, like, normally goes through. I feel like the con crunch gets really insane when you as a cosplayer have fully thought, how do I pack my sewing machine? I just need it. I just need it. <laughs> That's when I, I feel know. like <laughs> the oh con crunch God. really has, you need to stop. <laughs> but... But I have walked into so many a hotel room where there have been the sewing machine fully set up in the corner. And I'm just like, are you making your cosplay now? Because I would hope the details are on the pieces yet to be sewn up. They're like, nope, we're making it now. (laughs) I I couldn't. I could not. (laughs) Yeah. I used to live in D.C. or uh, in the suburbs of D.C. technically. And so for KatsuCon and Otakon and like those conventions that I used to, well, I still go to, but yeah. I used to be local for those conventions. And so I would stay at home for so much time with all of my supplies, thank God, because I, the thought of like how, how to pack my sewing machine and like getting all that stuff there, um, it was a mood. And now I live in New York City. And so to travel to KatsuCon, I do need to think about these things. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the most that I did most recently for, like, I guess, like, crunching in a nutshell, it was, like, I went to Katsu, was that last year or two years ago? It was the year that I did Dobby from Boku no Hero. So I want to say that <laughs> time's a concept, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember. Could not tell you, but <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> I remember and, the cosplay. <laughs> yeah, that, I it could not tell you what time span that happened in, but I remember no fully... Idea. Cause I wanted Dobby to have like this like special effects makeup. So I was like, we're working with liquid latex. And I was like, I want staples on my face. And so like, I wanted real ones. I didn't want to like draw them in. I wanted that extra dimension. And so I was like, Oh, I know how to do this. Like I bought some, I forgot. They're like wood staples meant for like, when you work, like building out like the framework of a wall and then like you need to put the oh with the gun yeah with the staple staple gun gun. um and then that's how you like tack down the wires so that they stay um 
to the slab of wood. I don't know house building. I don't know anything. Um, but I know it's... You'd think we would after going to Home Depot. <laughs> living at Home Depot. But, and so I was like, oh, I know what I want to do. And so, like, I, I brought the staples, and I was like, I don't have enough time. It was, like, the night before I left. So I was like, I have time to, like, cut off, at least trim them down to the size that I want. But knowing that even if I, like, raw cut them, they're still going to be sharp. So I fully oh. left dremeling the edges at the hotel so so imagine me oh running running through the hotel lobby and like in true joe fashion i'm getting bombarded by like 50 people like joe we haven't seen you in so long and i'm like move i have to dremel and they're like what we can't say hi i was like no say hi to me in three hours when i'm done with this goodbye i run up to my room as usual like there's like tons of people they're like joe we heard you were coming because like don't talk to me unless I'm on that bed and I have a Dremel in my hand. Have all the conversation you want with me then. And <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> holding a Dremel that's going at a high speed um, that pretty much has sandpaper on it and then holding these real metal staples and just trying to file them down. Let me tell you, sparks were flying in that hotel room. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> and all my friends were like, please don't burn down our room. I was like, I won't. I live here too. I need to be here. Uh, so I, oh my god! And like I'm going at the speed of light, and I'm just like, I just want to get it done so I can look good. Like that's it. That's all I care about. I got it done. Right. That's and that's the best moment where you're like, oh my god, I crunched, but it's worth it because I finished it on time, and now I can like join my friends and you know, goof off together with all of us in the matching cosplay. It's oh. awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's always the best time. It's, it's like I always feel, especially in a group for the most part, because it's just like a lot of times it's like you're cosplaying. Sometimes from different series, it's a rare, well like respected tree when you get like your friends together to be like we're all doing this together and we all get to be together in costumes for like an extended amount of time until we all get tired. And they're like, please remove me, take this, rip the wig off my head now. <laughs> Honestly, so true. It, that's satisfying like oh i'm free i'm free it is it is true like just like weiru does all over his like ig stories like i'm just that's like, literally all i was thinking about just now yeah i know <laughs> those videos Freedom. those videos are so good yeah uh, ripping off the cosplay taking a shower and just chilling yeah great it, it, Unbeatable. It's, it's a true feeling um who we're referencing is oh my god i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of his ig name um abmenu kitaru wiru um ak wiru on like ig like facebook everywhere but like he he's very he's very funny he's a very down-to-earth like more well-known cosplayer but he's just like man i love being in it but also can i get the hell out and like he has these like little sketches that he developed where he's just like ah look at me go into this hotel room i'm beautiful but then also screaming taking off everything as fast as possible hopping in the shower thinking about why he's dressed up as a fictional character the entire time and then like fully <laughs> jumping into bed and i think that's a huge thing every like cosplayer fully relates with 100 of the time every time every convention it's the same I, it's like almost always the pain point the pain point for me is just the wig most of the time <laughs> Yeah, same. It always manages to give me a headache, and then I have that little wig line from my wig cap on my forehead, and it doesn't go away for <laughs> for a good while. Yeah, no. But, it, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Well, for me also... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go. 
for me also it's like sometimes I don't craft my cosplay quite well enough that it's wearable without like eight million safety pins and it's half falling off of me <laughs> and that happened to me at uh ColossalCon East I cosplayed um Camilla Carmilla I always forget if there's an Camilla, R in there yeah. from Fi Camilla from Fire Emblem and I was doing her towel costume and it was like okay I kind of i it was a crunching situation mm -hmm. but um i like we got out there we took some photos and then i was like i want some photos in the hot tub and so <laughs> nicole uh at enix cosplay and i we both get into the water and our costumes fall apart immediately ah! like in <laughs> immediately um and i was like oh my god i just you know i couldn't expect that it, they would have fallen apart so fast but they, it totally fell apart. So I was like holding myself up in this pool, trying to get photos, and then made a mad dash to the to the hotel room. And it was uh, if I had you know put in some safety pins or like done a couple of things differently, right. it wouldn't have been such a disaster. But you live and you learn in those kind of situations. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Lots of learning there. Uh, but yeah, so it's for me, it's like making it well enough that it's actually like functionally functional functionally wearable yeah yeah no that that's always that's always like a fun treat because it's like you can crunch all you want and like i'm always like the advocate of like good from afar far from good like do not get five feet closer to me like you will see everything and the fantasy will be gone but oh, it's like, yeah. but it's like when situations like that happen, and you watch like everything slowly fall apart. It's like I, I just want the photo. I just want the photo. Please let oh it happen God. for me. Please. Like that's it. <laughs> it always like reminds me of like the whole like Katsu scenario, the fire alarm year. Oh and my God! <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I was in shorts. I think it was. I so... don't remember. It was. It was the funniest thing. And so like. So I've mentioned Katsu on this podcast, and it's like this big, you know, con that happens in the Maryland, D.C. area. Um, and like primarily like what happened was like in the middle of the day, a fire alarm went off. I forgot what the true story was. I think there was like a, like a little smoke fire that happened at the Maid Cafe earlier that day, and that caused the entire hotel's fire alarm system to go off. And so as per policy, they had to kick everybody out of the Gaylord Hotel to just confirm that there is no actual fire, there is no threat. You add on top of that how many cosplayers probably con-crunched literally the night before to make sure that their outfits are wearable. So I remember being, my room was actually out looking the main entrance of the Gaylord. And so the fire alarms were ringing, but we were like, oh, do we really? I was still getting ready because it takes me two hours to get ready for whatever godly reason. <laughs> And, like, I remember, like, I'm still painting. I was like, the fire alarms are going off, but I'm not cute. I'm going to stay in here, and I don't care if my life is in danger. I can run. And so, <laughs> but then, like, one of my roommates was like, oh, Joe, you should look outside. And it was like the Armageddon of cosplay has happened. Because the moment oh anybody God. walked outside, the harbor winds just, like, took away half their costume. And you're just like... No, <laughs> not Sailor Moon. Like very slow mo. Like everybody is scrambling. It is insane. Wow, that must have been a sight to see from afar. I remember 
I was, we were like exiting from the lobby floor and ended up near the parking garage. So we were kind of like attempting to huddle in the parking garage, hoping that it would keep us warm, Mm -hmm. like huddled as a group. And it was not, it was so windy that it, the parking garage was basically a wind tunnel. So we like bravely, bravely quote, quote, I don't know. We made a mad dash for my car in Mm -hmm. another parking garage, which meant going outside in the blistering wind and the cold um that was like honestly it was a bonding experience it was a real bonding experience yeah like nothing bonds you like really being cuddled in on someone just like please keep me warm (laughs) like in the middle (laughs) of february harbor side winds it fully feels like it's like 26 degrees outside and like yeah in true cosplayer fashion half of us can't even time our cosplays for weather appropriate scenarios and like let alone just use being in shorts and so we're just like "Mm, we made mistakes like whoopsies like i need warmth i will die like (laughs) Oh my god. I think I've only ever made one cosplay that was weather appropriate and even then it wasn't quite it was Alex from Totally Spies and I did it at ah, yes. Anime Anime USA. So that's like kind of in the the fall winter time frame. Uh, and so it was, it's and it was a long sleeve situation. So I think that was the only time I actually uh yeah, specifically winter cosplay like not being appropriate. Oh yeah. For winter. Yeah. I, I cannot tell you the amount of times I've worn like a full, full garment in the middle of summer and I'm just like, what <laughs> am I doing? And then I fully remember when it was like MAGFest, January, Sarah put me in like some like wheat field. I'm also like fully, cl- I'm barely clothed, but like Sarah looked at me, she's like, are you going to be okay? And I was just like, I got this towel for you so you wouldn't freeze. She's like, are you going to be okay? You're wearing nothing at most, but like some furry like booty shorts, like plastic (laughs) as armor over my body, but like bare skin is showing and like a wig. Like, and I was just like, well, I can pose good. So, I mean, if we're like 15 minutes out there, I won't (laughs) die. And Sarah was like, okay, it's not my fault. And so, (laughs) (laughs) so we went out there. I, I I was so cold, but it kind of worked because it was yeah. like because I was shivering and I had these like concerned expressions about like me being cold. It translated like well into the camera, so I was like, "Oh, it's not horrendous." <laughs> it worked it to my worked? benefit. Yeah, I remember when we were doing Hoseki no Kuni, um, at I think it was Katsukon, and we all like the big group goes outside and like tries to sit on the rocks, and we were all just like frosted over because the hoseki no kuni outfits are basically like if you haven't seen the the anime or the manga they're like basically booty shorts and like a t-shirt situation and it was very cold so we were all kind of just like and eventually when we were done with the the shoot we like all made a mad dash to go inside it was very amusing to watch it it is so insane. And there was like so many of you. There was like I feel like thirteen of you guys. Like <laughs> There honestly was. We had so many. Uh it was awesome because like we really had like the aesthetic of Hoseki and it was right at the prime of the popularity of the anime. And so um it was really cool to be a part of that group. Yeah. You guys look so good. I was so mad that day that I couldn't run into you guys. I was like, where are they? How can I not find the biggest group? <laughs> at katsu <laughs> like what but then that fully speaks to how many people are at katsu half the time and just like yeah it's a crazy <sighs> town 
it is crazy town, which I fully have to remember. I have to cost crunch for, and I don't want to think about it, but I will at some point. <laughs> yeah, I I basically kind of punished myself with putting my dress form next to my TV, and so it's got my pattern on it, just staring me in the face every time I watch TV, and so that hopefully will motivate me to finish my cosplay more than an hour before my shoot and uh, <laughs> so we'll see how this goes you know uh, yeah no i feel you. it's like very funny because it's like for my next costume i have everything i need like it, it i should just do it but yeah. in true human nature i won't do it <laughs> like no no no, no. like god be ridiculous be it's also scary it's like kind of scary because like once you start cutting for me it's like once i start actually making it I, it goes pretty much smoothly and if there are like right. if I get stuck then I kind of get frustrated or whatever but it's that first cut that's either too scary like I don't want to mess it up even though I have a full mock-up of this costume right that should be functional <laughs> like it's fine but yet somehow my brain does not want to touch that fabric it's very interesting I'll procrastinate with everything else like small minor details I started the wig even though the wig is even more horrifying than the cosplay, because I'm making Petra from Fire Emblem. And if you've seen her hair, it's like, it's a ponytail, braid, whole thing. It's wild. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how you're doing The crunch is, I don't know. I had, okay, so I have my best ideas Mm -hmm. as I'm falling asleep. Ah, me. And so, (laughs) it's it's so crazy. So I was falling asleep, very, very sleep-deprived at MAGFest. And my brain was like, a bully. I've thought of this brilliant thing for you. And it's about the wig and like how to actually like style the updo so that because I have like a ponytail clip that I'm trying to like mm-hmm. incorporate. And it was like, you should flip the ponytail inside out, clip the ponytail clip on top of it. And then boom, instant volume. Great idea. And I was like, I'm tired. Ah, <laughs> I need to go to sleep. <laughs> Brain shut up. It's 3 a.m. Let me go to sleep. Uh, do you know that actual, um, the ponytail hack? It's literally just like, like you, it's like you mentioned before. It's just like, because you know how ponytail clip just kind of lays? You literally flip it on the underside. That's how you get, like, double thickness. So it's like, you're not yeah. wrong. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. That, I didn't know about that trick. I think that'll help really a lot because okay. she has, like, a very, like, exciting top of the ponytail and it's very much volume everywhere. Right. Um, that's mm, pro tip. Yeah. Listeners, listeners take note. Just flip, take the take your fibers. I was like, oh, let me just to show them. And I was like, no, podcasting is an audio <laughs> medium. You guys cannot see what I'm doing, and I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> but you take the you take the wig fibers. You pretty much wrap it around, put it through the clip, and then let it hang out. That way, it just looks like it's double volume. There's a little bit of oomph just from being at the base and being flipped over it looks twice as thick um but the only thing is you sacrifice a little bit of length because you're wrapping it around the ponytail clip but mm-hmm. if your ponytail clip is like wildly long i say go for it it looks it reads pretty well on camera for the most part yeah that'll be that'll be a good thing to test out because i have a lace front wig from arda mm-hmm. that is pretty long it's got a lot of volume but um I can't decide if I'm going to stub it or not. Oh, it's always uh, hard. I know. I've stubbed a wig before. So a long time ago, I did um, Valetta New from Code Geass. And I, that wig was a, oh. That's the time. 
it was a time basically uh i learned that styrofoam wig heads are not the same size as real heads no 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 <laughs> so i uh styled the entire wig on this styrofoam wig head and i was just like perfect it's gonna be perfect it looked perfect on the wig head mm-hmm. and i tried to put it on my head uh like an hour or two before the the shoot and i had to drive there from my uh college apartment and i couldn't get it on my head i like couldn't it (laughs) it didn't fit i basically tied the ponytail too tight against the the cap and so it did not fit around my head and there was nothing i could do about it and so we basically kind of just like stuffed my head into it really aggressively bobby pinned did the shoot and then I took it off immediately. It was, <laughs> I learned so hard. And so they sell uh, wig heads that are the same size as real heads. And so I bought one of those like. So fast. So fast. Cause that was never. And so that's what's currently sitting on my Petra wig, which is another ponytail. Oh. I have not touched a ponytail wig since Valletta, which was in college. So it was like 20, woof, 2014. It's so like five years ago yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, so pro tip for listeners part two, use a, a real size wig head. <laughs> use a re- literally, like we've learned, we've come so far. Cause I remember back in the day, we only had like the female styrofoam, like wig yeah. blocks. And then like they yes. moved forward at least to like the male one. And it's like a slightly bigger, it usually works a little bit mm-hmm. better. And then we, yeah. we went through an evolution where people were like, no, custom make that one <laughs> to the shape of your head. Yeah. Especially if you got some wild head shape, like your peanut headed, whatever. Like you, mm-hmm. you can like build on top of that so that like, you know, the wig will perfectly fit you. And now they like exactly. sell professional like wig blocks, like nobody's business now. Like you can buy them really quick. It's an investment, obviously, because um, they're used like in theater for mostly like lace front purposes and like um, ventilating. Mm-hmm. But like those will change the game for you uh, totally that and a, that and a body form oh, uh, God, yeah. the body forms are super expensive or you can get them there's like cheapish ones but they're still kind of expensive but i used to create cosplays by like putting them against my body <sighs> and then i would sew it and then after it was all sewn up it would be either way too big or just not fit me at all and i would have to try to adjust it but sometimes it's not as easy to do without taking it apart right and the body form was like, that was also life changing. You can just throw it, you can make your mock up, tack it on, pin it on, whatever, and then you can see it like all assembled and nice. I still need to get one. I am so lazy. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I act like I don't sew. Like I'm staring at sewing <laughs> supplies right now. I'm like, who am I? Like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for like another sports authority to close so I can like steal a male body form and just be like, <laughs> I'll buy it off of you for $20 and be like, cool, take oh it. My God. We're on clearance. We need to go. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was I walking by some sort of things like Boltons or something and yeah. they were closing yeah near union square and they had a bunch of mannequins in the window that were like super cheap um but yeah i was it's yeah i don't know one day i don't know when use useful item it it's just <laughs> small apartments big stress for annoying but you know a bully yeah we gotta take a break
are back. So, a bully. So, you you prefaced everything that I low-key wanted to ask you earlier. <laughs> but I guess... If wait, you, wait, wait. you sure did. You were like, let me do everything so he can't ask me anything else. Uh, but... I guess if you want to go in more details or like how you and Charlene found the account community, because I always think how people find out about it is always like a journey. Yeah, we so Charlene and I have been friends for a very long time. We met in middle school and I remember we were like we were friends like pretty okay, And then there was one sleepover where I had purchased a game or my parents. Obviously, I didn't have any money then. Um, my parents had got me this game, Tales of Legendia, for Christmas, and Charlene also had this game, and I was, like, really, really into it, and I loved playing it, and Charlene, like, she just drops the name Tales of Legendia, (laughs) and I, I, who was falling asleep, shoot up from my, like, sleeping bag, like, wait, what? And so we bonded hardcore over that, and then I think it was her that found Anime Next, because we used to, uh, we grew up in New Jersey. Yes. And so she was like, there's this thing, it's an anime convention. And so we went, and the first year that we went, I like, t- I used to have long hair. Mm-hmm. And so I tied my hair up in a ponytail and I drew Yoruichi's like butterfly tattoo on my arm with eyeliner and wore black everything. And then we walked into this convention, ex- not knowing anything of what to expect. And we were like, yeah, people don't really dress up. I don't know. We don't know. And then everybody was dressed up. And so right. the year afterwards, we um, we came back. We came back as um, I like purchased a Yorichi costume and like closet cosplayed another one. Mm-hmm. And she was Soifan. And so we were outrageously popular because Bleach was in its uh, prime at that oh, time. Yeah. And so it was, I don't know, it was this like really exciting time for us because I feel like we... The year before it was fun but like we weren't we didn't get like fully in, immersed into it mm-hmm. and then this this next year we were we were so into it it was really fun like i, I had a lot of fun actually closet cosplaying and i still kind of do that sometimes yeah. um and then i think that might have been the year we met nicole Ooh. it was our second anime next mm-hmm. and because we had so uh, nicole at nx cosplay enix nx um and uh yeah so she she was dressed as sora and she is like the perfect sora i've like most perfect i've ever seen in my entire life like she's my canon sora cosplayer and we had seen her somewhere like out in the gardens and i was like hey can i get a photo of you like you look great and then it turns out that she was also in cosplay chess which i know we all know about now from uh, dan's experiences um but yeah, we and so we saw we saw her again, and it was very exciting because you know we we had like oh I think I saw you like earlier this convention, and then we kind of bonded, um, and yeah, it was I don't know it was this like magical connection, and so she uh, maintained the connection really well by like texting. I'm a terrible texter. Me. Um, yeah, it's I'm, it's not good. I'm so bad at like initiating contact. When I'm in a conversation, it's okay, but like initiating contact is my great weakness. Um, and so she like maintained our connection for years, and then um, we just kept on getting closer and closer. And then we met Dan at uh, Anime Boston's uh, chess match, and it was just like it turned. We we call ourselves team. 
Um, it's really cute. It used to be, uh, Charlene changed her handle, but it used to be all of the first initials of our cosplay handles so made cute. team. It was so cute. Um, and yeah, so we're, we've been friends, we've all been friends for a pretty long time and it's, it's kind of great to see the evolution of all of our cosplays over time too. Cause oh, yeah. where Charlene and I started was this like, um, these store-bought cosplays and now uh Charlene is like crushing it with the cosplays like every time I see her Jesus I'm just, like Christ. yeah she I, I'm is... always so blown she's so and she just crunches them out just like immediately like I... I'm so impressed <laughs> I remember like going on IG very lazily like me laying down I was like I'm gonna do <laughs> nothing and I was, like, going on IG, I went on, like, Charlene's, like, IG, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the Maleficent dude from, like, um, Twisted Wonderland, which is, like, the whole, like, dating sim coming from, like, Disney on the Japanese front since there's a market for it. And I was just like, when are you making this for? And she's like, Halloween, I'm gonna debut it soon. And I was like, ma'am, that's in three weeks. She's like, I know. And I was just like, Oh, I'm doing nothing with my life now. Oh God! <laughs> but she she really is killing it, making costumes like and doing it so good. I'm yeah, so yeah. She proud never of her. crunches like she does it. Like I remember the days where we both were crunching, and now it's just me. Um, <laughs> me, me, her, and um, Nicole have a like a group text, and I called it cost procrastinators because. We we all used to be the procrastinators, but now it's just me and Nicole, and it's fine. <laughs> this is fine. Fine, I do it too. I mean, it, it. I think what's really cute about like your friend group is that like it's truly like proof that like the con community really can develop lasting friendships more than anything. Like Dan covered it like in his like episode two, but like just like a whole friend group of four people you know like usually here of connections between like you know one-on-one people so and so forth but like i always see you guys together at conventions you guys always like manage to meet up have a good time reconnect still do cosplay groups to this day considering all of you have been in the scene for just as long and so i'm just like oh i love this so much because it's like without cons like it's crazy to imagine that like you guys wouldn't have connected like all of you guys together yeah i mean that yeah that's like a wild time because i would never have met nicole or dan charlene and i went to the same high school right and that's how we met or middle school and high school but um like for us to grow our friendship into this like friend group is honestly delightful i love it (laughs) i love it so much like and it's like i think another good thing is like even though like even though, like, let's say for some people, you might not see your friends until the next con, but, like, as long as, like, regular communication happens, like, in any form of relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic, it'll, like, always subsist. And, like, you guys are, like, doing it across multiple states right now, and I'm just, like, that, that is, like, the true power of, like, conventions. It's just, like, helping bridge people, like, because it's, like, yes, social media can help, but it's, like, making those connections in person, really reading the vibe in the room and just like finding out who you really click with more than anything else is so so important and then it it develops into this and it's so it's so magical like so <laughs> wholesome it. it's wholesome such friendships i've met so many people through conventions like um o- like obviously my closest friends in the convention circuit are um nicole dan and charlene but right. um 
it's still like I've met so many people and it's really exciting uh and so anime next where it used to be um back in like somerset new jersey wherever it was yeah um it was it was kind of wild because every it was so small that every year you would really start to recognize the people that were there yes and it was this like really cool community of like wow okay like you know i know all these people and then you get to see them every year and just continue to deepen those friendships um and then take them across the con boundaries into other conventions to outside of con hanging out um but it starts at a convention because that's where you meet people with the common interests. Yeah. And, and it's just like, and it's so funny because I feel like anime next is like the pivotal, like con. I was like, anime next was like one of my first few cons. Cause I'm also like Jersey born and raised. And like, it was the red bridge that like truly oh my God, bridged the, red bridge. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the little oh iconic red bridge that truly bridged so many friendships for people like left and right. Because it's, like, Anime Next, you could only do, like, this, like, three-walk circuit. And it was, like, the main convention hall as soon as you parked. You walked across that little dinky overpass into the hotel. <laughs> and you chose if you wanted to go upstairs or downstairs. And then <laughs> you walked through the hotel. And then you'd be like, oh, this is cute. This is nice. And then you walk through the hotel by the ballrooms. And then there's an exit to the back. And there is, like, the main lawn and then the red bridge and like everybody hung out outside. <laughs> oh yeah. It was in the prime of summer, that convention. Um, yeah, it was, I'm getting so much nostalgia right now. Cause it was my first convention. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everybody hung outside. I remember that Haikyuu volleyball game going on out there. Mm-hmm. That also like being into Haikyuu, I went to um, this like, summer barbecue in virginia or something ah, were you there yes. no i wasn't i was supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> i was so lazy because it was hosted by cosmic crown right like yeah yeah, yeah. so because i i know the owners of cosmic crown they're like come on come out i was like no <laughs> so i stayed <laughs> home but like everybody that i knew what i wish i did though yeah it was i mean i um, I had so much fun there. I met I met Stephanie, who's uh, the person who owns or runs. She owns no, she owns Cosmic. Yeah, Crown. she owns Cosmic. And yeah, um, and so I met her there, and like now we're friends, and like so many people met through this like cosplay hobby. It's yeah, it's wild. It, it it's always insane, and like. It's funny because it's like having been so long, I always like get like asked that questions. Like I was like at this point, people just look at me and it's like Joe knows everybody, and I'm just like <laughs> Joe doesn't just know everybody. Joe has been in this for a while. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's like you be you be in the game for like ten years. I promise you, you will see the same amount of people. Like because it's it's always like recurring faces. Like it's always mm-hmm. known that the community is so small. Like no matter where you go. Like, I remember, you know, being that baby con goer slash cosplayer and like, oh, I really want to just stay in my scene. And then like you'd hear, I remember the first time I ever traveled out, out was for Katsu because it was like 2010, 2010, when did I graduate? 2010, 2010. <laughs> I was like, I'm having a time by myself. Um, 2010 was when, 2009, 2010 was when I first got introduced to cons. Um, and then for a few years, I want to say it was 
two or three years, I stayed in my local circuits. So anything that was in New Jersey, as well as um, anything that happened in New York until I decided I don't like New York Comic Con. Um, and then I've like I've always seen Katsu online. And this was back in the day of like cosplay.com when Facebook pages were starting to like slowly get big. And then um, Cure Cosplay, um, that website. And so I was like, I want to go to Katsu. So then, like, I, like, little mischief maker and world traveler that I want to be, I am like, what friends want to go? And, like, luckily, one of my good friends, um, Miyuki Lu, she wanted to go to Katsu. Um, our friend Rui, uh, Rui Katsu, brought us to conventions. She was like, they were like, I want to go. And then in that same car ride was my friend Nora, who was, was just like, she's just a girl who's like, I'm down to do anything. I just want to see like, she goes to cons as, like, a regular person, and she was like, let's go. I want to go to Maryland. I got nothing else better to do. And then Marshall was <laughs> with us, too. So all five of us go to Katsu. I book the room. They pay me. And this was, like, when it was first starting out. So it was really cute. Like, I, yeah. I loved it so much. And that really, like, ignited the spark for me to, like, we're traveling for cons now. <laughs> like, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, I think the... I can't remember if it was KatsuCon that was first or Anime Boston that was first. Mm -hmm. But Charlene moved to Boston after um, she graduated high school, like with her family, because her whole family moved up there. Right. And um, so I think, I feel like it was Anime Boston that was first. And Anime Boston has a fantastic cosplay events, like the whole circuit. Like every event that we've been to there has been awesome. Right. And so that was like, whoa, like, you know, there's more to conventions than just like the dealer's room, which is <laughs> what <laughs> we all kind of like walk into that trap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I was in that trap and I still let's be honest. Let's I'm, be, still, I'm still, still in there. I love shopping. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I went to college in Maryland. So um, I heard about Katsupon when I was there and it was on Valentine's day, I was single and I was like, oh, I'm going to go do this fun thing instead of wallowing in my singleness. Yeah. And so, um, I went and I went for like a day and I didn't have a badge. And so I just kind of like hung out. And the next year I was like, I'm going, I'm going to like be official about it. Like we're going to, we're going to have fun. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. Katsupan is like, it's a beautiful venue space. If you've never been, you should go. Um, the light in there is just like it just bounces off these beautiful walls and great places for photo shoots. Um, yeah, it's and so that one solidified itself on my con circuit list. Oh yeah, like, pretty fast. Yeah, it, it it's it, that's what happens to everybody. Like, and it's like mm -hmm. I've watched it become this like monumental beast, and I'm like, oh, this is a lot of people now. Um, but but it's like it's <laughs> it's warranted because the venue is so gorgeous. It lets in mm -hmm. so much natural light. I know oh, yeah. tons of photographers that would rather work with natural light than artificial. So it works for everybody's mm -hmm. favorite: the cosplayer, the photographer, congoers that just like a pretty venue because there's like a garden in the middle of the place. It's insane. Um, so beautiful. And it, it's gorgeous. And, like, people people now travel all over for Katsu. Like, before I remember when it was – what year was that? It was, like, 2014 or 2015 I first heard somebody from Germany. That was my first year. That was your first oh. year, too. Yeah, no, somebody flew from I Germany. Think it was... Wow. Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. I think I went to KatsuCon the first time in 2013. Okay. But, yeah, 
irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, so so I remember hearing that somebody flew internationally for that con back in the day. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, we've seen this gorgeous venue. Um, you know, wow. it's always good to be in a con scene regardless. Um, and so we wanted to check it out. And I'm like, you're crazy, but I appreciate wow. it. And then that's when, like, now we get into, like, 2019, 2020. I see people literally Midwest, West Coast, all up and down the East Coast. Um, last year we had um, twin cosplay from Mexico show up, and I was like, "Why are you guys here?" Um, <laughs> I was just very confused. I was like, "This con has reached international notoriety." Like, it's huge. It's insane. Yeah. Like, and it's really fun, I think, because of that, because then you get to meet these people, like. Um, blank and hard oh you sure but, did i yeah. was like is a bully disassociating now <laughs> <laughs> wow all right that's fine let's meet You're people okay. like you get to meet <laughs> yeah i okay well, so let's be real i my my memory on like specific names of things is so bad totally but fine. you get to meet these like really really high profile cosplayers yes. that are just there and it's not something that you can do at a smaller convention so mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting to be like in that close proximity to these like cosplay quote celebrities yeah um yeah no for sure and i, I feel like it's always like very funny because it's like katsu especially like everybody shows their best during the day and then they party at night so it's like very easy for you to like if you're drinking and just having a time like by the gazebo area it's very easy for you to like just mingle with somebody and you're like oh you're so and so oh great like i follow your work da 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 like that's how i've made like a few friends that's how i met like um lawrence i would by pure accident because i was just drinking oh, wow. in the gazebo area and then i was like east Co-. i was very drunk i was like east coast best <laughs> coast and then it was like what <laughs> but he was also <laughs> drunk <laughs> and then <laughs> it was insanity and this is the story of my life wow. um and then like luckily he knew some of my friends so it's like uh, he's like oh you're mutuals with them like we can get to know each other um we all took a group photo it was like fun and like now like we like talk like i saw him at anime nyc i was like how you doing man he's like i'm busy working but like i'm enjoying nyc so far i was like oh that's good to hear but like it's like yeah like you can make such good friends like casual friendships even like from these like high profile clients and then you're like it is everybody is just a normal person (laughs) yeah yeah and i i love that about the convention because everyone's so friendly like never have i had really a bad experience meeting someone at a convention like it's just like you i most of the time i just fawn over people's cosplay like um yeah i'm blanking on her name right now but i'm looking i'm imagining her beautiful cosplay it was uh i think it was a hannah alexander like rainbow piece do you know who i'm talking about oh um oh jackie yeah jackie jackie I, like, fawned over her cosplay hardcore because it was truly, truly beautiful. Oh, my God. She did so um, much work on that. I love her so much. Yeah. <laughs> and and I found someone new to follow. Like, her work, ever since then, I've just been like, oh, my God. She's so talented. Um, Jackie, uh, she, she is wildly talented. Like, when yeah. I first saw her work, I got introduced to Jackie through Shelby first. 
um, like cause. Um, <laughs> and so, like, while she was visiting New York and we were talking and, like, we really bonded. Um, and then I saw Jackie stuff. I was like, this is you? And she's like, yep, that's me. And at the first costume that I saw from her, I think, was when she did her, when she was making her astrologian from Final Fantasy fourteen. And, like, it was, like, the works. This, like, steel-boned uh, hoop skirt. Um, she was, like, and just working with engineering to make sort of the astrologian globe, like, circulate on its own and putting in lights. I was, like, who are you? Your work is insanely Perfect. gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it's so immaculate and detail-oriented. Um, oh, my God, yeah. And, like, And I remember... Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, I was remembering her howl it, which you think is like a simple oh design like when you watch the movie or whatever but she made it so intricately beautiful it was and so i feel cool. like that's just her like special touch i don't know she's very talented and she yeah. she is very talented it also helps that she's like a designer by trade but not necessarily like in clothes um but in a facet yeah. of fashion but like it's like because it's like for um sophie's dress it's literally just like it looks like a prairie dress but like the fabrics that yeah. she chose and like the embellishments that she made with like embroidery just to really add that special touch to it it like it worked so well for such a simple costume and like she like killed it with the photo shoot she she just has an eye that's like out of this world like i remember yeah. watching her make her lady rainicorn hannah alexander version and she was like i want to dye this in the perfect gradient and i was like you're gonna do that good luck and then she did it and i was like you're a witch what? how'd you do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just remember like walking in the like outside of katsukon seeing her being like oh my god you are beautiful and fawning over her for a little bit and then walking away i really don't think she knows i exist but i had this opportunity to find someone new meet her see her cost beautiful costume in person and she was so friendly and nice and like that's just something that you can do at a convention and i feel like you can't really do that to like a real celebrity in real life like no. <laughs> you can't like they're not attainable in that way of like being able to have that personal connection right. and but at the cosplay community like you can you can meet these like famous cosplayers or just really like awesome people yeah it's unique and truly awesome Right. And I think I think what definitely helps is that we all come to like conventions because we all have similar interests. And like at the end of the day, we're kind of like nerds at heart. So it's like, oh, you probably like something I like. And it's like if you're coming to yeah. talk to me, it's like you either love my construction or you love something from this series. So it's like from there, it's a very easy like icebreaker. As I always like to say, it's like half of the reason I cosplay is because it's an icebreaker conversation. Like, yeah, it's very easy for somebody to be like, I know that series. I was like, let's talk about it or else I wouldn't have worn this. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> right. and, yeah. it, and it's so easy to make friends that way. And like, especially like Jackie, she's super sweet. She's super down to earth. She's always willing to have a conversation. And it, it's just like it makes it so humbling that it's just like, no, this really is a community sort of like meant for the community like it's not really catered towards anyone else um and it's right. like we're so like downright vehemently protective of it almost at the same time too like everybody in it oh yeah yeah it's yeah and it's i feel like it's grown so much over the last 10 years because it used to be i don't know like 
you kind of see this with D and D also, where it used to be kind of like the 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 young teenage boys that do it in their basement, yeah. and you know it it was like oh that's a D and D, but now it's like with Critical Role and like all these other D and D things that are coming out, it's becoming a bigger community, and that's always really exciting because there's all these people and you have all these new um, experiences that you can have, like you know, more panels and things, events and cosplayers, and it just grows to be this really cool um, thing. I don't know, fully. And it's just like, it, it's so inclusive, because I remember like back in the day, it was like anime cons were anime, like, you know? Yeah. And, and I think because how the convention scene sort of centers itself, it's a very protective environment. Like, I was like, I can't name another community like that is so protective of making sure someone's identity is respected no matter what, like their usage of pronouns, Mm -hmm. how they identify, uh, making sure that they're comfortable presenting themselves however they want to present themselves. Just don't have your genitalia out there. You're totally fine. But it's just like, you're allowed to do whatever you want. If you want to experiment with makeup, go for it. Like nobody will question you, you know? Nobody will judge you. Yeah. And so we've seen that like, space sort of grow and like that's why we've seen a lot of genres come in like outside of like your typical you know anime comics um and like um, some sci-fi things occasionally you don't see that too much at anime conventions maybe you will um but now we've seen it like like i remember when there was a huge boom in like drag race cosplays because they were like we want to dress up like the drag race queens like whether they're you know cisgender females or otherwise they were like we want to have a space where we can do this but we don't know where to do that. So we're bringing it to a convention. And everybody at the con was like, we watch Drag Race too, so we're not surprised. Go off, mama. Like, we were happy to yeah. see it, you know? Even though it wasn't part of the traditional, like, themes that were at, at a con for the most part. Mm-hmm. And even now, like, you know, Critical Role, like Dungeons and Dragons overall, like the Adventure Zone and all of these things aren't really tied to anime whatsoever. Like, they mm-hmm. clearly, like, some of the characters get inspiration. Like, it's kind of, like, hinted at in some of the podcasts. But, you know, you don't hear, like, there's, like, a Dungeons & Dragons convention, yet somebody's going to do it. I know somebody's going to do it. Oh, Somebody it's definitely happening soon. Somebody is going to do it. But <laughs> I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> my old bones. And so, <laughs> so so they brought these, like, characters, like, that they're cosplaying. And even though they're not anime in nature, they're like, well, this is the space where we can do it. And, you know, right. we can meet like-minded individuals that love it just as much as we do. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, like... You can, you can experiment and discover, like, oh, wow, you know, I actually really like cross-playing or, mm-hmm. um, like, whatever you really want to do as long as it's not, like, blackface is the only thing I can think of. Ah! But we're, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not going there. there. We're not going in there. It's a whole um, topic. But, like, yeah, but, like, you can experiment. You can try cool things. Um, and, like, I know cross-play is like something i've done before and it's pretty fun um so fun yeah 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 i was like i was like let me tell you i've never seen like not saying crossplaying is this but like because there will be people that take crossplay like to that level full makeup everything even now Mm -hmm. we live in a day and age where there are either silicone breastplates or silicone male torsos my friend one wore one this weekend and i was like i hate it because they actually put they I actually silo- yeah. silicone cast the veins on like a male. What? Yes, Ooh. it's wild. Ooh. It's wild. Ooh. It's Ooh. wild. 
But I don't like, think I like that. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. But like, like it's like you can crossplay all you want. But I was like, also on top of that, there's like we're also in a scene where it's like sometimes like dudes will just be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna wear a maid outfit today just because I can," oh, and yeah. like everybody's like, "It's the con." crush it you know crush it you You like that you love that you love the breeze do it up (laughs) and and like like i like like i am so just like go for it and yeah i'm so proud of people it's just like you can do this thing and like express yourself to the fullest extent that you want in this convention which is a safe space for you to do that like maybe you don't feel comfortable dressing up like that outside of a convention, right. but at least at the convention space is safe enough where you can try it out and have fun while you're doing it. Oh yeah, no questions asked. Like I remember like one time, like I was just like, well, I think it was like Jenny just threw me in like sparkly tights and I was just like, I'm not taking them off. And so I just like ran around <laughs> with them. And yes! I was like, nobody's gonna stop me. I also just want to get drunk and like somebody can find me if they like just, like put a spotlight on me. It's like, there he is. I'm like, oh, I gotta run. <laughs> it's like these very oh simple God. things. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I, it, it's a true treat. But a bully, can you believe it? It's been an hour. Not me? Yeah. <laughs> it really has fully been an hour. Time flies. Wow. It, it truly I'm shook. Does. I, I know. We've, we've truly come to the end. So is there anything you would like to promote? Um, well, I will be at KatsuCon. So if you're in attendance, please hit me up. Um, my Instagram is at a bolstery, A-B-O-L-S-T-E-R-Y. I realize that a bolstery sounds like upholstery. It is not spelled the same. <laughs> it is not, but that's <laughs> why. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so hit me up. I um, can't wait to meet you. Oh, what a treat. And you know, as always, if you love this podcast, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe. As always, you can ask any questions you want for myself or my listeners to answer on the podcast at curiouscat.me slash playing dress up. Ask anonymously, ask as yourself. I don't care if I get a question, I'm more than happy to answer it. As for myself, I'm Joe Salem. You can also find me at Katsukon. I will be there with a bully. I will probably probably hang out with a bully by the gazebo. (laughs) But other than that, goodbye. (laughs)